This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, I'm feeling great. Bing bong. Larry, it is the Knicks world. Oh, and we're all just living in it right now. Oh, it's so good, Gordon. Gordon, it is so. Oh, what can you say? Just keep it going. That's all you can say, Gordon. Just keep it going. Just keep it going. You know what's funny? As you start to hear the numbers that are rivaled the 94 Nick team mm-hmm. that went to the finals, mm-hmm. it kind of makes you dream a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Not not predicting, not saying that we're definitely going to get there or anything like that, but it just makes you just say, you know what? This could be a really, really special season. And I'm enjoying it right now. I'm just enjoying it. Game by game, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying this one. Uh, I, w- I was curious to see how Utah was going to come out and play after being embarrassed by the Nets last night. And they gave it a fight in the first half, and then they got embarrassed in the third quarter. And that seems to be going the Knicks' uh, adjustments. They go into halftime, and they whatever they talk about, whatever Tibbs does, they come out and they make a difference in the third. Yeah, last night it was, what, 44 points in the third quarter? Tonight it was 36 points in the third quarter. Basically didn't have a turnover after halftime. Uh, yeah, it just keeps getting better, right? I mean, eight straight wins, 14-2 and two in January, oh. and um, this team is just its coming together perfectly. And, and all this while kind of taking shots along the way, right? Mm-hmm. Like previous years, if there had been something to be optimistic about Nick fans, when you got the bad news, that's when the shoe dropped. Yeah. Uh, you get the news about uh, Randall over the weekend, and they have not missed a beat as of yet. Uh, you get uh, OG sitting out a couple of games, have not missed a beat as of yet, and um, it, it's whoever needs to step up. When Hartenstein went down with his injury or when Mitch went down with his injury, somebody always finds a way to step up, and uh, tonight it was Dante DiVincenzo with 33. Brunson slacking a little bit, no 30 points tonight, only had 29, <laughs> held him to 29. Oh, nice. but. Yeah, uh, Josh Hart, his first uh, career triple-double. Precious Achua, another big performance from him. Really mm-hmm. like what you're seeing out of him, a guy that uh, I think a lot of us thought was just a throw-in in the trade. And uh, the good times just keep rolling, and you kind of expect them now. It's, mm-hmm. it's almost an expectation that you, you think that these things are just going to keep happening, especially with a, a long homestand here and a bunch – I think it was, they said 14 of 18 at the Garden and uh, 31 and 17 overall in third place in the mm-hmm. Eastern Conference line. A game and a half out of second place mm-hmm. in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. You have not been able to say this very often over the last two decades. This is a good time to be a Knicks fan. It is. It is, Gordon. There's no, no two ways about it. It's great. It feels great. You're happy with the team. And I think two things jump out as to what you were mentioning. First is, and we, keep, we need to continue to do it because previous administrations have not been as fortunate the depth that this front office has given Tibbs to be able to, you know, weather the storm while you've got two of your starters out is a major statement about what this team is about. It's depth-wise, the talent depth-wise is there. And the other thing that's that's really funny, Gordon, is, you know, the players that are rumored that are available, when they come into the garden, you see them – they don't do anything. Like Clarkson, mm-hmm. do I want Clarkson? No, not after what I saw tonight. Olenek, you know, maybe some front office depth with Olenek. Uh, the Olenek I saw tonight, uh, no, I'm good. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, and Colin Sexton, who had—I mean, he had a decent game, a but, decent uh, game, but uh, yeah, good. a little, a little mouthy at the beginning of the game, and he got, uh, he got shown how that worked out. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, this is a good time to be a Nick fan. Any time where the fans are chanting for Taj Gibson at the end of the game, Larry, and, and Taj Gibson gets into the game in the last minute or so, whatever it was. Yeah, uh, that's a good night, and uh, a lot of smiles. Even uh, Tom Thibodeau at times, I think, was smiling. I, it wasn't Again? often. Yeah, Two games it wasn't in a row? often. Yeah. Oh, he's getting soft. He well, he he was still ticked off at certain things, of even while they were up twenty points. But uh, yeah, I I don't know how uh, Nick fans cannot be very excited. And and look, Nick fans have a tendency to overestimate. Yes, we do. Right. If it's if it's a bad season, they think nah, it's pretty good. If it's a good season, they think it's going to be great. This season's been fantastic so far, and this one, it doesn't feel as unrealistic with some of the things. Now, look, they're not going to win a championship this year, but Eastern Conference Finals feels very realistic right now with the way they're playing. Feels very doable. It really does. It really feels doable. And let me just say this, Gordon. As a player, and look, I'm not an NBA player. I never was good enough to be an NBA player, so let me qualify this from what I'm saying, what I'm about to say. But Gordon... For there to be three almost seven-footers on the floor, sometimes at all times, Mm -hmm. for you to get out-rebounded by a smaller team is embarrassing for a big And to be not only out-rebounded, but being outscored in the paint is embarrassing, Gordon. I mean, coaches would have sat us down. You're not playing hard enough. There's no way. Mm-hmm. That you should uh, the smaller Nick team. Listen, give them credit; they're quick. Josh Hart is an amazing rebounder. We gave you the stat last night: best rebounder in the NBA, six four and under. He's he's that. But Gordon, I mean, come on, come on, no. Uh, and a team guys, that's on the uh, if there's anybody that's tired, Knicks are on the second of a back to back, playing without two of their starting players, two of their star players, and they are absolutely able to just dominate in the second half and really kind of dominate in every way they wanted to. They did. They really did. So, uh, hats off to the Knicks. Nice way to nice way to get things going. Nice way to get things going. Gordon seems like a good time for us to talk about some of the other things we'll be talking yeah, about here let's inside this edition of ESPN New York tonight. Well, you mentioned it. He's back, Taj Gibson, the veteran center and Tom Thibodeau favorite, signed his fifth contract with the Knicks. This time, a ten-day deal. So you know he was waived from the Knicks about three weeks ago. The ten-day contract spans five games. Gordon, I just have a feeling they're kind of the way, the way, depending on what they do or what may be done at the trade deadline for the front court, uh, he might he might be hanging around for the rest of the season. I know the saying "once a Nick, always a Nick" is a thing, <laughs> but Taj Gibson is taking it to a ridiculous level. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to start calling him the Brett Gardner of the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, back once again. Go. Well, look, he's a familiar face. He's a guy that that uh, that gets the. Uh, gets what they're trying to do mm-hmm. yeah so it makes sense it does gordon this is going to be interesting uh steph curry and sabrina Inesco are going to compete in the nba all-star three-point contest uh you know that happens the february 17th in indy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. curry will shoot from the nba three-point line with nba basketballs while Inescu will shoot from the wnba three-point line with wnba basketball she was outstanding in last year's three-point contest and uh, Steph tweeted, at that time it was still Twitter, Gordon, 
Uh, he tweeted out, this is unreal or something to that effect, you know, t giving her praise for how dominant she was. And uh, she said, uh, shoot out or something of that nature. So it's going to happen. All right. Uh, anything they can do. You know, unfortunately, there was a time when NBA, NBA All-Star Weekend was must-see TV. Yes. Right? The slam yes. dunk competition, the, mm -hmm. the three-point shootout. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, I don't know, maybe it's just... Things just get tired after a while. You got to figure out new ways to kind of shake it up. It, it it is not. Maybe it's because Twitter, right? Like we don't. Back in the day, if you wanted to see it, really, you had to watch it. Yeah. Now, the highlights are going to be right in your pocket. Yeah. So maybe that's part of it as well. So you got to do things to kind of shake it up. I don't know if this is going to be the thing to do it, but at least they're trying something. And if it's like the NFL draft. You're going to find out who, who's got the great dunk before you even see it on TV. <laughs> right, right. especially for us on, with DirecTV. We find out two hours later. Oh, wow, it's like the Pony Express. You get your information. Let's talk some football, Gordon. That's not Kansas City or San Francisco, okay? Right. Can we do that? Yeah, sure. You know, the Giants currently own the number six overall pick. I've heard. And scouting and evaluating the top-tier quarterbacks will be a strong emphasis this year, Gordon, even with the belief in – the building that Daniel Jones will be ready to roll this summer coming off reconstructive knee surgery. Now, listen to what uh, Joe Shane said this morning. Quote, where we are, we're in a good spot at six. We're going to look at every position. We have needs across the board offensively and defensively. This is what he added. Daniel's in the building every day working hard. The expectation is for him to be the starter when he's healthy going into camp. And we're going to be thorough with our process at every position during the draft, regardless whether it's quarterback, running back, safety, corner, whatever it is, we'll take a good player at six. Uh, he, of course, is at the senior bowl. The Giants, this has not been the case the last few years. The Giants are the more interesting team this offseason than the Jets. Yes. Because their offseason is wide open. Really don't know what right now. I, look, the draft is a long way away. Could they take a quarterback at six? I could see that. Could uh -huh. I see them moving up and dra trading up to get a quarterback? I could see that. Could I see them trading back and, and trying to stockpile picks to, to maybe find somebody else? Could uh -huh. they take something else at six? Could it be a lineman? Could it be defense? I could see a lot of different things with the Giants. The Giants, to me, are fascinating this offseason. And this is the biggest one yet. Uh, as great as the first one was, it was great because of how it turned out, but it was completely unexpected. And then it turned out to be the worst thing that possibly could have happened to the organization because the expectations were so high last year, mm -hmm. and they completely – it was like the first year was a fluke. was it was not like a fluke. It was a fluke. Yeah. So now yeah. If, if they don't get things rolling here – this is a very big draft. I think they have a top four in terms of overall draft capital. This is a big one for Joe Shane. He's got to show he's had some hits. He's had some misses. Mm -hmm. This one, he's got, to, he's got to really have a high batting average this time around. No question about it. And he's right. They have a lot of needs. A lot, a of, lot needs. of needs. A lot of can needs. They draft a, can they draft a defensive coordinator? Do they need, they need one of those two, Larry? <laughs> Speaking of the Jets, linebacker Jermaine Johnson II has been selected to replace Chargers standout Khalil Mack at the 2024 Pro Bowl game after a breakout sophomore season in the NFL. Gordon, this is something that when I saw it, I was, in a word, flabbergasted. How about that? Flabbergasted. Mm. Did you see where Patriots quarterback Mac Jones reportedly envied Jets signal caller Zach Wilson when the Jets won their season finale 17-3 on January 7th? 
I did see that story. It's a headline that kind of grabs you that anybody would be envious of anything. But maybe that's a good sign for the Jets in that. And maybe it's an oversensitivity to Mac Jones. I'm not sure, but it feels like the the takeaway for me is that Mac Jones felt completely abandoned by the team that he plays for. And while it felt like at times the Jets were done with Zach Wilson, if, if somebody is looking from the outside and sees your situation as being <laughs> uh, he's envious of that situation when the situation is the Jets, that's a really bad sign <laughs> for the Patriots. That's why they changed their head coach. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I would think that they're going to be moving on from quarterback too, but who knows? So just to catch up, everybody, Jones, you remember uh, – was benched for backup Bailey Zappi at the time. And Wilson also lost his starting job to Trevor Simeon. But Jones reportedly hit a breaking point, Gordon, when he learned that he was demoted to third-string quarterback behind Nathan Rourke just 90 minutes before kickoff of that January 7th game. Number well, look, three. Yeah, it's, it's hard to know without following the team on a day-in, day-out basis, but it does mm-hmm. not seem like New England – was, it doesn't seem like a strength of the New England Patriots was communication with the coach. No. The coach does not seem to be the great communicator in that uh, when things are going wrong, he's going to sit you down and explain to you it's you either get it or you don't, and if you don't get it, too, that's on you. Yeah. Well, that's the way it was. And uh, imagine that, somebody being jealous of Zach Wilson. That's yeah, and and and, and – <laughs> about his playing situation, not yeah. his vacation situation, because I don't know if you saw those pictures. He's off in oh, Bora did. Bora. He's having a nice – it looks very – it looks like a really good time. I, I didn't it see does. any pictures of the Bora Bora, but, wow, it looked like he's having a, an excellent, excellent offseason. And you know what that means. He's going to be a backup somewhere where it's cold, Denver, <laughs> Green Bay. <laughs> Get your son while you can. Absolutely. That's it. That's it. Gordon, this was a weird one. Um Firefighters found burnt pieces of a bronze statue of Jackie Robinson in a trash can today, five days after that statue was uh, cut off its base and stolen from a Wichita, Kansas park. And obviously they say that it's, you know, it's you can't be replaced. It just makes you wonder, who would do such a thing? Like, like what, what's the point? Why? If you don't like it, just leave it alone. Yeah, I mean, obviously these are people who are losers. Um, these are people who... Um don't have a whole lot going on in their life and, and don't have any self-evaluation. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to be like a criminal investigator to know this. Anybody who would deface a statue and, and throw it in the trash and burn it like that tells you that they are trash. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. Um, hopefully they, they catch whoever, the, the people, the person. It'd have to be people, right? Yeah, I would say. You yeah. know, and look, in my, I, I always like when things happen – you know, so everybody can have a bad day. That's not having yes. a bad. That's intentionally setting out to destroy right. something, and and having to exert a lot of. I don't know what was the statue made out of bronze, yeah, metal, mm-hmm. some sort of metal. Mm-hmm. Bronze, yeah. I, I mean, these are disgusting people. Uh, it was planned. No, oh, absolutely. You know, it was right. Planned. This is not like a executed. drunken adventure where you you right. know you stole the 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 opposing team's mascot, right? No, it's not that. No, this is not that. This is definitely not that. Those are just some of the stories we'll talk about tonight here on ESPN New York Tonight. Of course, we get to your phone calls in a minute at 1-800-919-3776. But, Gordon, I got to say this. Uh, I was listening to the Michael K. Show today. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, Frank Isola was on yes. the show. Mm -hmm. And Frank, who does a great job with his NBA show on Sirius, mm -hmm. he and Brian Scalabrini. And, of course, uh, you know, yes, working for the Nets and Pre everything. Pre and post, right, for the Pre Nets. Pre and post, yeah. halftime. And he was a long-time beat writer <laughs> Right, the Daily News covering the Knicks. So they were having conversations about what the Knicks could do. And he pulled this out. And it's it's interesting. I want to get your thoughts about this. Here's Frank Isola. And he was asked, if there's a net player you could see coming to help out the Knicks. I mean, I think it would take something like that. Why wouldn't the Brooklyn Nets consider something like that? I think Bridges is good. I don't think he's certainly not a number one. I don't think he's a number two. He has to be a number three guy. You could see him fitting in with the New York Knicks. But remember, they did make a big trade last year to, you know, trading away Kevin Durant to bring in Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, and draft picks. But it would take a lot. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility because I think the two teams and two organizations are at a different place right now. But let's also look at it this way. How would Joe Sy feel if the Knicks went on to win a championship and Mikael Bridges is on one of those floats. Maybe that's something the owner wouldn't want, but I'm sure the front office would think, give us all those draft picks. We'll take them. So, Gordon, this is a, it's interesting. I didn't think of it because I felt really what Frank had to say. Then you gave up, I mean, this was in exchange for Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. All right, so this is part of that deal. Um, I think that they believe, I don't think they'll make the move. I think they believe that they'll be able to sign somebody to put them alongside Mikael Bridges. Maybe it's a Donovan Mitchell, or maybe you know, one of the free agents. I think that they're that's what they expect. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, <clears throat> sorry, I don't I don't see them making that move. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I think that there and, and Frank kind of got into it that there's different parts of it, right? Like if it were simply up to Sean Marks. Uh, that kind of deal would be appealing. But if you're making that kind of move, it's not just up to the GM. That's, a, that's an ownership decision. And I, I think that really what it comes down to when you're talking about a deal like that is, what is what's the Nets' goal here? Are, are, are they trying to just build a championship team? Or are they trying to build a, a real fan base and, and try to make some inroads to, to really have – uh, a, a legitimate NBA destination kind of franchise playing in Brooklyn and, and try to make inroads that way. Because if you're trying to build a champion, if that's the goal, I don't think that they're ever going to be a championship team with Mikhail Bridges. Mm -hmm. Not alone. So Right. So if, if you're saying, I, I think it's a long-term proposition after everything that's gone on with the fallout of the KD and the Kyrie thing. So if that's the case, they should be taking almost like um, Oklahoma City did for a bunch of years and, and using that time, take back bad contracts to get assets and just acquire as many assets as you can and then eventually build it back up that way. Because right now they're kind of in the middle. They're mm -hmm. not really good. They're kind of in the play and they get no picks. It's a right. long-term proposition. Real quick, I had Brian Lewis on the show, covers the mm -hmm. uh, Nets for the Post on Sunday. He confirmed. Four number ones, lottery protected, were offered for Mikael Bridges, and the Nets turned them down. If they turn down four number one picks, he's not going anywhere, Gordon. He's not going well, anywhere. It, it might be the type of thing where if you come with, say, four number one picks, but two of them are not uh, lottery protected. Maybe. Then you have to talk. And it did yes. feel like that story kind of got out. Mm -hmm. Sometimes these things get out because the team is, is looking to do something, mm -hmm. but – they want to kind of get it out there. Oh, well, we already turned down. 
see if they can kind of build a market for it. We'll come back and take your phone calls and continue the discussion on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. I can't explain to you how much fun it is to watch this Nick team right now. I just, I just can't. I, I can't put it into words. The passing, the defense, uh, the attention to detail, lack of turnovers tonight. Uh, you know, they're just they, – guys are bigger than they are. Gordon, they just don't care. They challenge. They, they've got a – you know, they've got some intestinal fortitude to them. This is a really – it's really fun watching this team. No question. I mean, there's so many times in the last few years, maybe not last few years, but a little bit before that, where at this point where the football was going away, the baseball was still a ways away, and we were trying to find ways to make things interesting with the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Who are they going to draft? Is this the year the lottery ping-pong balls break right who are they going to get as the coach? Who's going to be the GM? And you've been through the wilderness like that for basically two decades. It, it's almost like the Lions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 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 it's not to the quite to the same extent, but right, it's not that right. far. You know, two decades is a long time. It is. And, and it, it was, it's similar in that I think Nick fans for a long time felt like, man, it's just never going to be right. It's mm-hmm. just never – there's never going to get it right. It's always going to be bad like this. Uh, and I think that that's what you saw with Lion fans, and they certainly knew it a whole lot more because it was 50 years, more than just two, uh, two decades. But now you're getting to – when you've made it through those, 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 those times and you've had that kind of hopelessness, it gives you a different level of appreciation than the, 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 fra- the, the franchise that's always kind of good. Like the Heat. Heat mm-hmm. fans can't appreciate just good, solid basketball and winning best. Not the way that Nick fans can because they've nope. had it for so long. Yeah. They expect it. Exactly. This is what this it's supposed to be this way. It's, mm-hmm. how it's, supposed to it's be. always this way. It, 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 yeah. it, it becomes hard to appreciate it. Yeah, you take it for granted. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Bruce is in Flushing. Bruce, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey Bruce, I have about three or four Nick points. Number one, Larry, and I'll address this to Larry because I think Gordon, you're too young to remember. The 69 Knicks. Thank you, Bruce. I appreciate that. Anytime somebody calls me too young uh, these days, I, I definitely appreciate it. But go ahead. No problem. But, Larry, this team reminds me of the Red Holtzman teams. They're, they're very tight on defense. They, they make you work on every single play. They're, they're intelligent, and they're not going to, at least um, in this version, of this team, they're not going to destroy themselves, even though three games ago they had a lot of turnovers. But this team is a smart team, and that was a trademark of the Red Hoseman teams. Secondly, this trade uh, for OG, and and let's not forget, we also got Precious in this trade too, and he proved his value tonight. And I think because of that, I don't think you necessarily have to go out and get a big guy uh, for insurance in, in case um, um, uh, the power forward doesn't really come back from the injury. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, he'll be back in a few weeks. I would gamble. I would not, I, and I agree with you. I don't necessarily want to go out and make a trade for Murray or somebody of his type because I don't think you necessarily need it. 
Now, if you tell me you, you're going to get someone like DeRozan, who fits into this team, fine. But a guy like Murray, I don't know, might disrupt the chemistry, and I don't think he plays defense like these guys do. Mm-hmm. Another point, let's give credit to Leon Rose. There were a lot of people, and rightly so, who said, Leon, you're not talking to the fans, you're not talking to the press. And that's still a valid criticism. However, he has brought this team and and made this team up better than any general manager in a very long time. And finally, I think it's no coincidence that the reason why this Nick team is playing so well is because we have four Villanova players on this team. They represent their college coach. They're tough. They're smart. They don't give up on plays. And what when you see the NBA now, what NBA team plays like the Knicks and plays defense like the Knicks? That's why I think this team can go a very long way in the playoffs. I'll say this, Bruce, and thanks for the phone call. You made some, some excellent points. On your last point, Gordon, it is, it's like they're still playing – alongside each other in college. It's not like, I mean, the Knicks for originally, you know, they, they bet on Kentucky. You know, you had Randall from Kentucky. You had IQ from Kentucky. You had these different players from Kentucky. You even had a, one of the assistants from Kentucky as one member of the coaching staff. But now with, with the betting with these guys here from Villanova, they played together, Gordon, so they're still playing together on this court just like they did in college. So they know where each other likes the ball. They know where each, what each other can do. They give each other different head moves or eye moves or conversations like, or, you know, symbols like that. And that's the chemistry part that sometimes we lose. Yes, you need talent. I'm not saying you don't need talent. Talent you always have to have. But, Gordon, the chemistry along with the talent it, 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 it's a difference maker. It's a difference maker. No question. And it wasn't just that they played together. They played together on a national championship team. So um, you know that the talent is also there. Uh, the thing about Leon and not talking to the media, I have not met a single fan who has ever brought that up or cares. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it would be uh, somewhat, I guess, technically in the media. It would be good to hear from him as a fan. It would be nice to hear his thoughts. At the end of the day, all that matters is winning. Yep, no doubt about it. And All that matters. And, Gordon, that's why you haven't heard any player, any fans complaining about it. Because no, they're winning. They don't care. They're winning. They don't care. That's all it is. Yeah. It's the bottom line. It's the bottom line. Um, watching the Sixers and Warriors game, mm-hmm. you know, Joel Embiid left the game, Gordon, limping, came back, had some ice on his knee, came back. Now he just hit, was involved in a diving for a loose ball with Draymond Green. And, Gordon... Uh, whenever you're in a battle with Draymond Green, you always get the worst. <laughs> you always get the worst. He's going to make so, sure you get the worst. So he dove on top of Embiid, and, and you know, if, as, as a Sixer fan, you, here's what you know. No Embiid, we're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. This is, this is a one-man show. And, you know, the last thing they need is for him to get injured, and he came into the game tonight. Gordon, you know, having missed the last two, and as we mentioned, he's coming up on that, you know, you miss many more, you're not going to be able to get involved in any postseason awards. Well, for him at this point, he has his his MVP, right? Yeah. Uh, It it now for him is about postseason success, getting out of the second round of the playoffs. So if he has to miss more time, 
during the the lull of the the season here in January and February, so be it. Because he, but when the spring hits and the playoffs hit, he has to be full bore and he has to be ready to go every single game because they have to get beyond where they've been here. They've kind of stagnated. I I would love. I don't like to give up shekels very mm-hmm. easily, Gordon. Yeah. On ESPN Bet. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see an over under of Embiid and um, um, the center in in um, Anthony Jokic? Davis. Anthony, oh, Davis. Anthony Davis. Okay. As to who hits the floor in the game more. <laughs> well, Embiid had that thing where he's that, that they taught him to like fall whenever he has issues, just fall down. So that he doesn't injure himself. Like, it's supposed to be the way he falls. It's, it's to prevent injury. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's the same thing as Tua has, where he's learning to fall in a certain way to prevent uh-huh. the concussions. I, I'm not, but I remember in the playoffs last year, it looked ridiculous. Every time he's falling down every two seconds. But we I just think that's part of the again. plan. And it he hasn't said, really worked this year. No, it hasn't. He set a, a, a screen, mm-hmm. and he just, uh, I mean, he just went down. He ran and just went down on there. That knee is not good. We'll come back, take more of your phone calls next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Talking about yet another Nick win. Gordon, I'm going to be sorry to see January end. 14 yeah, usually January is one of the worst months of the year, yeah. right? It feels like uh, even though it's 31 days, it feels like there's like 65 days in January. It just feels like it's, it takes forever to mm-hmm. get through it. But yeah. Not this year, January. the Knicks, yeah, no complaints. They flew right, flew, flew, flew right by. Interesting next couple of games, Gordon. Indiana, mm-hmm. Thursday, mm-hmm. Lakers, Saturday. Interesting couple of games coming up. Yeah, and it will be interesting to see who returns. And, and let's be honest, when, when Grimes went down tonight, yeah, you're like, I thought oh, no, here we the go way again. he went down, it was like holding his leg. You're like, oh, boy, not another one here. Yeah, absolutely. Um wonder if Obi Toppin gets a highlight video, tribute video. Well, they say once a Nick, always a Nick. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll see. Will it include the audio, that leaked audio from after the playoffs? Uh, him and Tim's going at it. I don't think uh, so. I don't think so. I-, I think he'll probably get a video, and I'm sure he'll get a you nice sure? hand. Yeah, well, absolutely. You know, Nick fans yeah. still love him. They, they, they do. Don't. Yeah. And it's the same situation as with, Quickly and and R.J. Barrett, he was mm-hmm. traded. He didn't mm-hmm. not like he left. He you know signed. He didn't decide to leave, right? No, he was. Although the he would have decided, <laughs> he would have decided was, to leave. He was he was trying to stay, but yeah, <laughs> he was just uh, you know inquiring want, about his just yeah. inquiring Gordon about his well, lack of playing his, time. Yeah, you know? it's his career, right? He wants yeah. he wants his chance, and yeah, uh, I know a lot of Nick fans, and it did feel like when they traded him that it was going to turn out to be one of these things, oh, boy, he's he's going to go to wherever and really break out, and that's not got really Got to a hot case. start. Got off to a hot start and yeah. then got moved to the bench. And so, you know. But it'll be interesting to see how he performs uh, coming back here. Mm-hmm. I'm Head sure back he'll to be the looking to do something big. Oh, no, this date's been circled on that calendar for a long time. <laughs> a long time. Dave's in the car. What's up, Dave? Hey, hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. I just wanted to cover a little basketball, a little football. I'll be very quick. I think the most, the greatest thing about this new guard, about Brunson, is this, okay? He has the potential to unlock and elevate players. And so in, in that regard, I'm 
I just saw an article about how Manute Bowles' son, Bobo, with Phoenix, is not getting enough time in Phoenix. They want to give him time, but he's not getting as many minutes as he was possibly promised, right? Only costs $2 million. A guy like that playing along Brunson, he doesn't have to handle the ball or do anything. His athleticism alone, in that system that Tibbs has, he will become an instant double-double, low double-double player. He's high energy. It's just important, I think, for Knicks fans and the Knicks to understand that there's a lot of guys in the league that if they play alongside Brunson in this system, Mm-hmm. Their stats, their numbers, their energy is just going to go up. That's just my first point about basketball and about the football very quickly. It's very sad what happened this past Sunday to see the Detroit Lions go against all the analytics of the majority of time of football and not take that field goal and go up three scores. But what was even worse was what happened with the Ravens. The Harvard didn't sound contrite in the slightest. I Honestly, if you look at that game, uh, Lamar could have rushed for over 150 yards. They could have pounded the ball down the throats of the Chiefs. They chose not to. And at that point, at some point in the game, I was like, Harbaugh, call a timeout. Pull your guy to the side and say, they're giving you the field. Take it. We'll go back to the pocket when we're ready to go back to the pocket. You're only down by 10 points. Anyway, those are my three points. I'd love to hear your feedback. Thanks. All right, Dave. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, Gordon Bobo is a unique player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a, obviously a seven six seven seven whatever he is seven five. He's right, a, you know, uh, great shot blocker, great rebounder. Uh, he's not really getting. He hardly plays in Phoenix at all. I, I don't think he's getting. Gordon, he he's he plays less than uh, Obi Toppin did when he was with the Knicks. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't play at all. Mm-hmm. It, it makes you wonder. Why aren't they playing him? Is there something going on with him? Is he, is there an injury situation? Why aren't they playing him? I, you know, I, I understand what you're saying. I wouldn't use him as a starter, but if if he's available and you want some extra depth up front, Gordon, uh, I might, I might consider it. I might consider it, but once again, I don't know if I want to change anything right now. Uh, I'm not moving. I'm not moving my seat, Larry. I'm not. I'm not changing my socks. <laughs> I'm leaving everything as is. <laughs> I will say this. I don't necessarily want the Knicks to make any changes. I mm-hmm. don't necessarily want them to go get ball ball. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure why they would, but mm-hmm. um, if they did, I kind of think, all right, I guess this is going to work out. I mm-hmm. mean, all the moves that Leon has made, not all of them, but a lot of them recently, they've all kind of worked out. And, and whoever the Knicks have put in there has played better than maybe at any other point. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I mean, Gordon, what you saw from Vincenzo tonight, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what that's what I envisioned. Not this this great, but that's mm-hmm. what you know because you saw him in Milwaukee when he was in Milwaukee. Gordon, he was a major part of that team coming off the bench, energy, the three point shot. Uh, obviously, you saw what happened when he was with Golden State. So you know, we were talking him up like, "I want Vincenzo. I want Vincenzo. I mm-hmm. want Vincenzo." And Gordon, he's been, he's been. And because you get to see him every day, he's been like you said, he's been even better than he was before he came here. Well, that's that's a that's a continuing oh. theme with P. I yeah. mean, right? I mean, Josh Hart, it's been that way. Um, yeah. Even with Brunson, I mean, yeah. he was really good at the end of his run with the Mavericks, but he's been better here with the Knicks. 
Yeah. Um, I, I think OG has been that way. True. I think you're seeing that from uh, from Hartenstein. Hartenstein. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of the they're all playing their best basketball here, and and it makes you feel. And it's like other regimes have gone out and gotten big time players. That's the mm-hmm. easy thing to do. The yeah. Knicks have identified undervalued talents that they realize, hey, if we put that guy in our system, he will be better. Mm-hmm. That's how you get to be really good. Isn't it nice to put a round peg in a round hole instead of trying to jam it in a square hole? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's, the identif- it's identifying these guys and having a, a coach that can get the best out of them and all this type of stuff. So um, – it's it's more impressive than than going out. You know, we we spent so much time talking about the big move, the superstar. Yes. When are they going to get the superstar? Yeah. What they're doing now is more impressive. Yeah, the superstar is that type of trade that. Oh yeah, could you uh, let's trade for for Giannis or let's trade for mm-hmm. for Luka Doc? Yeah, <laughs> you and I can do that. Right. It's identifying these undervalued players, other places that are going to play better for you than they did where they are. And getting them, you know, kind of for a song. No, nothing that the Knicks have given up in any of these deals have they really missed. Yeah, it's true. Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Good evening, Larry, GD. Shout out to the company. Uh, hello, Harvey. Just wanted to, def, um, you know, definitely chime in on the Nick win. And, you know, we were, I was just, you know, laughing it up with Harvey uh, before the call started because, you know, I, I was hearing the hot take of Lamar Jackson might never win a Super Bowl and Bart gaslighting me on, you know, Brock Purdy being bad and Zach Wilson might actually, you know, do just as well if he was drafted by the Niners, which was, you know, just hilarious. And then, you know, and then, you know, I I had a good um, listen to with Michael Kay and uh, Don LaGreca, and they had some interesting points as well. But um, I I wanted to talk about the Knicks because they were, they were fantastic as usual. And the, thing that is um I, I was really impressed with was i was i have been impressed with dante DiVincenzo and especially within the last two games because it it really shows that you know when you know when, when he's actually getting his shot off he can you know really be a very high impact score so you know i i you know i'm i'm kind of eating my words because i didn't because i thought he he would be better off come sort of coming off the bench but he he really has shown you know that he he can be that starting shooting guard it's just more of you know with um still just you know waiting uh, still just gotta wait, wait wait and see mode and hopefully this uh julius rando injury is not you know too serious we're um, kind of hoping that you know it, it, he comes back sooner than later because we do we do need to you know so, sort ourselves out because I'm happy that we're you know now in sole possession of the third place and hello Buddha thank thank you for for the third seed but we're, we're I want to keep it so let's hopefully we can you know do that have a great one guys all right Jose uh, listen you can't worry about anybody else you're doing fine just keep playing your game and mm-hmm. and. You'll find out where you are. Yes, it's nice to be third. Uh, Sixers are having some issues right now. But, you know, right now, here's the thing. You're able to tread water while you're waiting for Julius Randle to come back. And, Gordon, here's the, here's the positive to this. If you're able to, if you continue to play well, then think of how fresh he's going to be late in the season mm-hmm. as opposed to him 
wearing down these 35, 38 minutes. He's going to be very fresh, and that's going to be a difference. And maybe that will be the difference, Gordon, in you seeing the type of performance he will have in the postseason. And can we just wait until we actually hear from the – I know there was a report that it's expected to be weeks, not months. It's not expected to be season-ending. Mm-hmm. They're still going through tests. The fact that they're still going through tests to find the right course of action tells you it's not going to be any time soon. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm just – I don't want to mess with the mojo. Let's just wait until we find out what it actually is before we – it, it feels like as a result of that report, everybody's, oh, it's just going to be weeks instead of months. We don't know mm-hmm. that. It was just a report, and it could very easily be wrong. Absolutely. And once again, having been a fan of a particular team in this town, who always misdiagnose their <laughs> right. players. I'd rather I don't want to know until they know. Don't exactly. tell me until they don't you know. really know. Right. They 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 have probably an idea, but they don't definitively know. No, they don't definitively know yet. You know, so when they find out, but here's the thing. Whenever he comes back, Gordon, he'll be more rested than if he had played. He should be. And, yes. And and let's hope we, it's this year. Absolutely. We'll continue the conversation with more of your calls next on 987 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, let's go back there and send out to Queens. That's where Lowe is hanging out with us on 98.7. What's up, Lowe? Good evening. Good evening. Hey, Lowe. Uh, I just, I just want to make uh, two quick points about the Knicks, if you'll indulge me for a second. Sure. Okay, go. Yeah, first, um, I'm not going to lie. I definitely was the Julius Randle hater. And not that I wanted to hate the guy, but he did a lot of things that weren't endearing. But I want to say that he's earned my respect. And as far as I'm concerned, he's a made man. Every time we count him out, he comes back even better. So, uh, you know, this is to him. Hope he gets better and uh, can't wait for to have him back. Um, the second point is the fact that I just checked NBA.com for the MVP race. Mm-hmm. And they have 10 names listed here. It, and five honorable mention, and Ju- and Jalen Brunson isn't in any of those names. And I find that very, very disrespectful and kind of a continuing trend of media disrespecting the Knicks and Jalen Brunson, and I really don't understand it. Well, Lo, a uh, couple of things, and thanks for the phone call. Well, first, you know what, Gordon? Kendrick Perkins talked about this. Let's hear what Kendrick Perkins had to say about the Jalen Brunson and uh, possibly being an MVP candidate. Let me tell you the important part about this this run that the Knicks are about to go on. Not only has he put the world on notice, but with Julius Randle being out, and we don't know for how long, Jalen Bronson is about to turn it up another level to the point where we're going to have to mention this young man in the MVP conversation. You could book it. I'm saying that right now, he's going to turn it up so much that we're going to have to mention him in the MVP conversation because, look, they're only two games behind the second spot in the Eastern Conference. All right, so, and and now it's even less. (laughs) So, Gordon, I just think, Lo, if he, if he, if he is, if he has to be appointed to the All-Star squad, yeah. Then you understand why he is not thought about very highly as far as an MVP candidate. I mean, 
it's the way uh, look, you, you can go by um, – I, I, I tend to look at the betting odds, and it seems pretty clear right now that it's going to be Jokic again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even if it's not, um, I don't care. I don't care where – I don't want him to win the MVP <laughs> because I love the us-against-them mentality. I don't want him to be even named to the All-Star as a uh, – I'd like to see him get the honor, but – Mm-hmm. I like the 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 chip on the shoulder, and I'm sure he's he's lived with the chip on his shoulder, his his entire career. So yeah. the fact that he didn't get named to the All Star last year when he clearly deserved it, uh, I think that that kind of, I mean, we see these great players find any motivation possible. Sometimes self they just create it, <laughs> they just make it up. That's right. So this is uh, if if. I think that he should uh, get some consideration for the MVP. I don't think he's going to get uh, top three or top five, but no. there's a lot of great players in the NBA. He's Absolutely. one of them. Well, just think of it this way, Lo. He's your MVP. Exactly. He's your MVP. Would you rather him win the MVP or, or see the Knicks in the NBA Finals? I'd rather see the Knicks in the NBA, NBA Finals. Exactly. And then he can get NBA Finals MVP. There you go. <laughs> I'll take that. I will take that. Lee's in Manhattan. What's up, Lee? Oh boy. Wow. Brother Larry, GD. <laughs> What's going on? Nick fans, y'all need to get pumped up when y'all call in to Larry and Gordon. Okay? Let's enjoy this moment. Okay? 17 and 15 at the beginning of the year. We are now 31 and 17. Okay? Mm-hmm. If... Only for one night, we in third place. <laughs> but understand something, too. The playing tournament, okay, is the reason why the Knicks have the schedule that they have, just like every other team. The only thing is the Knicks have taken advantage of it. Which is the reason why we went fourteen and two in the month of January. Mm-hmm. Now the only we know that these next six games are, are going to be tough for us, but the only way that we can cap off January is come Thursday when they announce that Jalen Brunson has been nominated to the All Star. That's how you cap off January and you go forward from there. I'm still hoping for my 50-51 win season. Okay, mm-hmm. we know we down a man. For matter of fact, we down two. We don't know when OG one can be coming back, but Tibbs has found a way to use those players off the bench, having mm-hmm. to go deeper. So yep. when your numbers call, do what you're supposed to do. Step up. Okay. Yep. Keep the momentum going as long as we can. We know it's not going to last forever, but Nick fan, let's enjoy this ride. Okay, enjoy it while we can, because we know it's not going to last forever. But I'm as a as a diehard Knicks fan, I'm enjoying every moment of it as long as I can. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. All right, Lee. Thanks for checking in. That's I know I'm enjoying it, Gordon. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know how much more you can enjoy it at this point. <laughs> you get to sit down on the couch and oh. and and look forward to these games. That has not always been the case. Oh, I mean, and and. Games like Gordon, remember how how bad the Knicks were in the second half of back to backs over the years? Oh yeah, 
Oh, they just they just are blown second half yes. leads. Yes. Fourth fourth quarter meltdowns. Mm-hmm. Oh. And when things were going good, it was almost like when your favorite wrestler was winning the match, and you just knew that in the last second or something, something was the bad guy was going to come out of the. Mr. Fuji was going to get up on the ring apron, or the the, the manager was going to do something, and the other shoe was going to drop. You don't feel like that with these oh, Knicks. What a rush! He does that very well. He does that very well. The woo, I wasn't expecting the woo. I, I was it. waiting for a what a rush, and he, yeah. I got a woo. Yeah, we got a Ric Flair. Yeah. How about that? When you expect a what a rush and you get a woo, it catches you by surprise. Yeah, I, my mouth was open. I was not expecting that. Lee, Lee, Lee showed a little versatility in his yes. game tonight. Oh. I think Harvey's just hitting random buttons now. <laughs> no, Harvey knows. He doesn't know what he's doing. No, no, Harvey knows. Harvey's, Harvey's got a little uh, <laughs> wrestling entertainment in him. Yes. There's no yes, question about does. it. He does. He does. 1-800-919-3776. More of your calls next on 9870 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Now, Larry, I don't know if this makes sense, but it is the final week of the Superbox Bonanza 5. And your last chance to get your box for the big game. All qualifiers will get a $25 Fanatics gift card and a chance at one uh, one of 10 Superbox prizes. All you got to do... Listen mornings, DPH run Rothenberg. Afternoons to Barton Hahn and the Michael K Show. Now, this year's big game payouts, pretty simple. 500 in the first and third quarters, 1,000 at halftime. Final score payout of two grand. And it's all brought to you by the fantastic Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey and the brand mm. new Tullamore Dew Honey. And Security Dodge, come get some. For full contest details, go to superboxbonanza.com. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. That's one of those super boxes. When you open it up, that's the sound it makes. That's it. That's it. Let me just say this, Gordon. Not on show night. Mm-hmm. Okay, not on show night. No. But when I'm off, mm-hmm. as good as Telemore do honey is, mm-hmm. Gordon, it tastes real good going down with the way the Knicks are playing this month. Yeah. Oh, oh we're not supposed to do it on show nights? Well, I. All right. No, I, note I to self. Uh, me, I can't because, you know. Okay. It would be a different show. <laughs> <laughs> there would be a lot of woo. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, would probably, there would probably be a lot of, Dad, what's up with Larry? Yeah. <laughs> Larry, you all right over there? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, you'd be, be fine, yeah. I'd be fine. Right, I'd, I'd be, be in trouble. really good. Yes, that's all right. Yes, indeed. I wouldn't do that to you, partner. I I'll tell you what. You. Yes, when sir. the Knicks win the title, that's what we do. Well, we'll take the night off. No, no, no. When the Knicks win the title, we do, we'll just do it secretly. Nobody, oh, yes, yes, it'll yes. Be, Nobody will know. It'll just yeah, be our perfect. secret. Yes, yeah. absolutely. They'll, absolutely. They'll never be able to detect it. And then they'll say, when did DiPietro and, 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 uh, and Rothenberg come on at night? Yeah. <laughs> Get them on the horn. <laughs> Tony's in the car. What's up, Tony? What's going on, my friends? What's going on, Larry? It is a wonderful time to be a Knicks fan. Blue and orange skies, orange skies. Please forgive my voice because I've been at the garden screaming at my team. I'm not understanding how OG's not playing, Randall's not playing, Mr. Robinson's not playing. We don't have quickly, and all of a sudden, 
We're still blowing teams out by 20. I just got one thing to say. They better pray to God that uh, Jalen Brunson doesn't say, I want to renegotiate my contract because <laughs> he would get twice as much as he is making right now. This is the steal of the century. This man right here is MVP, period. And I'm not understanding why he's not getting his love, but he's getting his love from the Knicks fans right now. All I can say is I hope he doesn't make the all-star team because I want him to have that chip on his shoulder. I hope he doesn't win that MVP because I want that chip on his shoulder. When we get to the playoffs, we're going to be different this year. No one, I say, no one wants to play us anymore. Talk to you soon, Larry. Peace, All right, Tony. Brother. All right, man. Keep yelling at you. Keep yelling for your team. You know, Gordon, we used to yell for our team, but it wasn't yeah, it was cool what we used yelling, to say. Yeah. Yeah, it, was, it was more yelling at the team. It wasn't yelling for the team. It was yelling at the team. So it was a different experience. It definitely was. It definitely was. Uh, Matt's in Brooklyn. What's up, Matt? What's going on, guys? Hey, Matt. Yeah, so I was looking at this trade suggestion that they made about Makai Bridges for five first-round picks. <laughs> and I totally disagree with that. You have someone that's similar in play style in Jeremy Grant that he's shooting 40% from three right now. He's known as a 3 and D um, player. Um, I would say he's similar to OG, and you see how the Knicks over the past 10 games with OG um, have risen to the top 10 of almost def- of almost every defensive stat. Um I would still give a draft pick for Jeremy Grant if that's what they want, and then you still have other draft picks to play with where you can pick up a Jeremy Grant, and Randall is out right now, so he'll fill in nicely there. And then he'll play alongside OG, and you'll still have draft picks to go after whether you want the Donovan Mitchell, you want the um, Colin Sexton, or if you want something else, what you guys think about that. Thank you. Uh, Matt, thanks for the phone call. Gordon, I'm starting to hear a lot of this Jeremy Grant. A lot of Jeremy Grant action. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of his, you know, and look, he's a very good player. Uh, I just don't see him as a guy coming off the bench. He he, he, he makes too much money to be coming off the bench for me. Um, You know, I mean, once again, I get that you need something, but I think really, for me, just let me add somebody backcourt-wise for now, Gordon, and I think I'm okay, unless we find out that, you know what, Randall might be out for longer. Then I will expand my, you know what I'm saying, Gordon? Then I will expand yeah. my search and change my mind. <clears throat> but for right now, I'm just, I'm monitoring what's going on with Julius Randall. And so, yeah, I mean, if if no, if no I know I'm not having Randall, then yes, I would make, I would be, I would then be you, more then you favorable start looking, looking right. at, at yeah. Jeremy Grant. Well, I, I, you never want to say never, but mm-hmm. the Knicks are not trading five first-round picks for no, Mikael they're not Bridges. No, 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 come on, it's not. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and and with each win that they get this year, I think it just kind of kind of tips the scales in in order in in favor of the big move is not going to come this year. Yeah. Like the, whatever that superstar name is, 
it's not going to happen this year. And why would you? They're, they're playing. Yeah. They're, you don't need to do any. No. Maybe tinker a little with the bench. Maybe you have to get that 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 guy to come in and run the second unit. Maybe mm-hmm. some size up front if Randall's out long. Okay, fine. It's little tweaks. Mm-hmm. But no, it's not going to be. I don't think the the major move. No, this year. Well, why no. would you? Why? Exactly. You want to see how the teams far you won eight in a row. <laughs> why am I? Why am I adding? Anybody? They just had their best month in a, in in franchise history. I mean, what what am I doing? What, I, I don't just know. Keep, just keep rolling. And, and here's the thing: whatever they decide to do, they built up a little reservoir now for you to have faith True. that whatever they do is going to turn out okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You got you got a little confidence in them. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of know what they're doing. It looks like they do. They do. And you know, uh, they look like they're on the same page with the coach. wasn't always that way, but it looks like they are now. They are now. That's they a got there thing. eventually. Uh, Rod's in Bethlehem. Rod, you're next on 98.7. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. What's, how's it going? First time calling you guys, but uh, I've been on the phone before with uh, the other shows. But I just wanted to call up because Gordon made a good point just uh, saying about that uh, we should calm down with the Julius Randle. It's not weeks. It's not months. The trade deadline's a week and a half away. And if the Knicks got to pull a move, because of Randall, if if it's Randall, we won't get any definitive word probably from Randall, probably closer to that trade deadline. If you see a big trade for a big power forward or some type of stuff like that. But we should just cool the guns, like Gordon said, with the weeks to months and still be a little bit, you know, on edge with the Randall thing. Yeah. I hear you, Rod. I hear you. Thanks for the phone call. And I think, Gordon, that's the other reason why you haven't really heard anything from them about that. They don't want to, you know. Let everybody know. Let everybody know what's going on with them. Yeah. I I think by the trade deadline, I would think that in the next couple of days, they'll have the information that they need and and, and approach things appropriately. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I don't like when there's a report, and it's only a report, that it's one thing, and then everybody just assumes that that report is going to turn out to be right. I mean, mm-hmm. there, there could be another. T- Sometimes with these tests, Larry, and you know it as a Met fan, you do enough tests, you find other things that you didn't want right. to necessarily find. So, oh my God, why do we? Why do we keep testing? <laughs> right. Shut Jeez. the blinds. Let's go back. Oh we didn't God. see what we what we just saw. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know what? What do you mean? What do you mean? This left toe has got a problem. What's right? It? No, we, we don't didn't know. We're not and, trying and to do Rand, that. With the, the wear and tear that Randall takes, yeah, wouldn't really. surprise me if they found something else. Yeah, I mean, that guy's that. a tough dude. He is. He really is. Uh, Richard's in Manhattan. What's up, Richard? Hi, Larry Gordon. Do we go out and get Kyle Lowry? Can they? Why? Why really? do you? Why do you want him? For nothing, nothing but just money. Buy his contract out. You don't think he can help at all? He is Villanova connection. He's 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 one of the best mid-range shooters in the game, Richard. There's no question about it. Um, and he, he doesn't. He's been on the list. Anything, just money. Yeah, I hear you. Would he's he been on us? the list. He he's been mentioned. He's been mentioned along with uh, you know a bunch of other folks, so you know we'll see we'll see what happens. The question is going to be, uh, you know, are, are Chicago going to want to keep him if they see themselves trying to make a run for one of the playing spots? Well, he's go not ahead, going Mr. to report to Charlotte. They said Kyle will not go to Charlotte. Okay. Um, 
I'd just be leery. Like, know. when the Heat give up on you, I'm, yeah. I'm a little leery that he might not have anything left in the tank. I mean, he's been around All a right. long time. Yeah, Guys, he has been around a while. Bruce brought up the 69-70 Knicks. Yes. Now, there was never, ever anything negative ever said about that team. Only one thing I remember. People used to wonder why Red Holtzman wore the same suit every game. And they say, why won't Red change his suit? Might have been the same suit, just a different, you know, uh, a different suit, the same style suit. But that was the only negative thing. The Knicks have Randall. Randall is still not beloved by Nick fans. You know, that's the mm-hmm. only thing I can say. No, he's loved now. <laughs> if he's going to be out a long period of time, <laughs> all of a sudden he's going to get loved now. Uh, because, you know, uh, other than that, everybody else on this team is loved, be loved too. And, uh, Boy, I heard Ochoa after the game. Boy, he sounds like a really nice kid. Very interesting. Oh, what a nice kid he sounded like. Uh, very nice guy. But uh, anyway, this team is easy to like. So it's always a pleasure. Thank you, All guys. Right. All right, Richard. Thanks for checking in. Um, I agree with you, Gordon. Kyle Lowry is... Uh, He's going to be 38 next, uh, yeah, next month? I don't know. I, when I, it, when Miami gets rid of you, when Miami's willing to turn the page on it. Yeah. I'm ready to pass. I, yeah. I, I, w- I would pass on him. I, he's, you know, he's leadership and all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I can do better. I, I, I think. Yeah, I I, do I'm not saying I a hard no, but yeah. I feel like there's better options. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, I, I, I listen. I'd go Brogdon before him. Wow. There you, you go. Know, and you know how I feel about Brogdon. Right. I do know. Yes. You know, and I would go Brogdon before him in a heartbeat. Uh, Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha, what's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? You know, I heard y'all talking about um, Mac Jones being jealous of Zach Wilson. He's not the only one. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I, I'm a little jealous of Zach Wilson too. I'd love to slip into one of those meetings with Rob Sala, <laughs> Joe Douglas, <laughs> and Woodrow. I mean, I give them my money's worth. They'll probably call security in a couple of minutes, but you know, hey, <laughs> at least he has the access. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, it's true. <laughs> You know, um, you were talking about Joel Bede and the fall and everything like that. I mean, you know, even when you look at this game, I have no idea why he's even playing. His knee is not right for anybody no, who not. thinks it's like load management or something like that. You know, he doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he slipped and fell, you know, with nobody around him. What's uh, is this more about, you know, them trying to win the game or him trying to get the MVP? You know, these are the things that the Sixers still need to work on as a franchise. You know, like kind of you know, figuring out what, what mission is is the best. Mm-hmm. You know, and they also they have that problem is they don't have that Crow Magnon man. You know what I mean? They they don't have the missing link. Uh, you have a wing player who could defend and who's dependable on offense. You can't have a sometimes guy like Tobias Harris. I mean, it, it's sad. Ben Simmons had all the talent to be that person, but you know the mind wasn't there. Yeah. And you know it is what it is with that. You know now, now with the Knicks. You know in terms of you know the team here that you know is most important on this station. What I look at is, you know, and I see them, I mean, everything has changed, you know, in terms of the Eastern Conference. Look, Boston is a clear number one, you know, and they're on an island by themselves. Mm-hmm. But the two through eight spots have all become fluid for different reasons. You know, the Bucks. I mean, the Doc Rivers thing, I, I, I guess he can be a better coach than Griffin, but their chemistry looks bad, and they don't have any athletic people at the wing. 
the sixes we spoke about, you know, so they're going to always be between three, four, five, and, and whatever happens in May, you know, that's what happens. they got a better coach, but, you know, injuries and things like that are always going to hold them back. You know, the Knicks have the best bench, I would say, or the best collection of players, you know, in the totality, I guess like one through nine. Mm-hmm. The Cavs, Mitchell's playing well. You know, um, the Pacers actually have the second most explosive offense if Halliburton is healthy, but, you know, he's having issues now. Yep. You spoke about the Heat. They're not in a good place. And Orlando, you know, they're a wild card. They're young. They're credible, but they're young. Mm-hmm. So there really is no reason why the Knicks shouldn't win, I would say, like 51 to 53 games. And the seeding, I don't think necessarily is the most important thing. As we, You know, when you look at the Eastern Conference, the matchups are going to be what's most important, mm-hmm. who you play in those playoff rounds. You know, and, and like I said, the, the team that to me is very scary and dangerous and, and it's sort of understated because they play, you know, in, in a town that nobody doesn't really care about is the Pacers. I mean, Carlisle is a good coach. I think people forget that about yeah, him. Sure. And they yeah. might not play good defense, but that offense, if Halliburton is playing, that offense with Siakam added, they, they, they might be a problem, you know. But we'll see what happens. No, they're going to be a problem, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, they're going to be a problem. He just has to settle them where they can just play defense and stretches, Gordon, mm-hmm. uh, especially when you get to the postseason. And, and you have to – when you slow the game down, that's going to be the, the challenge for them. Will they be able to still be as efficient offensively? Because they love to run you up and down. As you start to get into series and people mm-hmm. start to watch you, you and take things away and do this absolutely. other stuff – that's when the challenge becomes a little more – it's going to be a little more of a challenge for them. So it'll be interesting to see. Absolutely. We'll come back, chat with you some more on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Alex is in Long Beach. Alex, you are next on 98.7. Hey, guys. How you doing? Huge fans. I got to ask, when people call in – and they talk about Donovan Mitchell. To me, it's just a huge disrespect to Jalen Brunson. I was at the game tonight. Man, I, you know, I love this guy. And I can only imagine what he's thinking. What do you guys think? Uh, it doesn't bother him. Um, he he is a player that's just going out there having fun, Gordon. He's, he's you know, doing leading this team. He's playing with guys he's played with before and had success with. So that doesn't bother him. He's really focused on what's going on. I think what you hear from Nick fans is they love what they see from this team, but mm-hmm. they believe they're a player short right. or another player or two short. And so they're just thinking of, okay, it's they don't look at it as disrespect to Jalen Brunson. They look at it as somebody that can accentuate what Jalen Brunson's already doing. Right. It's not like they're trading Jalen Brunson for right. Donovan Mitchell. Right. Exactly. They want him to join Jalen Brunson, not mm-hmm. replace Jalen Brunson. Uh, Anthony's in on the island. Anthony, you're next on 98.7. Love you guys. I'm the one of the, one of you guys' biggest fan. You're the one. All right. Cool. That's right. I don't go back as far as somebody said 59. 69. With the Knicks. Easy, My, easy. Sorry. Larry goes back to 59. He remembers it like yesterday. I my, was there. My affection, my affection really grew with the bomb squad. Mm-hmm. And I've been a Nick fan for life ever since. And I don't want to sit here and, and I get the other calls talk about, oh, trade this guy. Maybe we got to get this guy. 
Uh, you know what? I leave that to Leon Rose and his staff because they have proven that they know what they're doing now. For mm-hmm. so long, we had a dis- we had a dysfunctional administration, but now I think we have a functional administration and a good administration. And I'm a Nick fan for life. And my signature statement on Facebook, if anybody knows me, I'm a Knicks fan. Damn it. Love you guys. All right, Anthony. Thanks for the phone call. Rick Pitino coached that team, Gordon Damer. Yeah. Bomb squad, Mark Jackson, Trent Tucker, Charles Mm -hmm. Oakley. They were through Johnny Newman, three-point specialist. That was that Mm -hmm. team. Oh, that was a good team. That was a good team. Started my young career covering that team, Gordon Damer. Young career. That was a long time ago now, my friend. Yeah, it's a long time. Not so long before we'll talk again tomorrow night. Gordon, we got a full show. Full show tomorrow night. A lot of Knicks tomorrow. Absolutely. Have a good day, my friend. All right, Larry. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. Harvey, Julian, thank you very much. Conversation continues on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.